Hello and welcome to Unbeknownst, a disability podcast. I'm your host, Bello Miguel Cipriani. You should also know I'm blind. A few years ago, I was at home when I heard a knock on the door. My usual delivery guy handed me a box and not expecting a package, I took it to my dining room table to inspect it. As a blind man, I have a special relationship with packages. It's a lot like a game of Clue where the objective is to collect clues to solve a crime. In the case of my package, my objective is to figure out who sent it to me and what's in it. I use my house key to cut through the tape and pull the flaps open. I was shocked to smell popcorn, the popcorn you buy at a movie theater. I glided my fingertips over the kernels and then dipped my uh, arms into the package and yep, it was popcorn. My head erupted with questions. Who sent this? What is it for? Do I need to act on this? Is this important for some weird reason? I thought about eating it for about five seconds and then I started panicking because then I thought, what if it's poisonous? <laughs> Like with most things in life, I often run a sense test. I touch things, smell things, taste it if it's food, and I ran out of the sense test with this popcorn box, so I then escalated to my technology. I have an app on my phone that uses the camera to take pictures and then describes the pictures to me. I snapped a picture of the popcorn box and was disappointed to just hear the phonics voice say, popcorn. I then proceeded to use another app that's an object character recognition, and I tried to take a picture of the return address, but it wasn't readable to my app, so I couldn't even figure out who sent this to me. I knew that there was information on the box that would tell me who sent this to me or what it was for, but my devices couldn't access it, so it was really annoying. I felt like there was this huge piece of information that I couldn't have because of the design of this package, it was inclusive. You know, there's kind of an old saying uh, in, in packaging, which is, you know, you don't find packaging, packaging kind of finds you. That's Kevin Marshall, creative director for Microsoft's packaging and content team. Packaging is an unsung hero in the product experience, but what's so interesting about packaging is that it is, it is such a vital and potent brand lever in like creating connections with consumers. The the emotional connection that a great package experience can deliver on behalf of a brand can, you know, the emotional goodwill and, and, and positive connection to a brand that it's, you know, elicits in a consumer is really, really not to be underestimated. And, and, and packaging, it represents this really unique moment in that relationship, in a, in a consumer's relationship with a brand. And when it's done really well, it really lands and it really inspires brand fandom and, and can inspire a lot of passion. Uh, when it doesn't work so well, consumers really know it and they let you know. But to be part of that moment in a product journey is, at least to me and, and, and I know for my team, really, really exciting. And, and you know, we're really passionate about delivering on the best potential that that kind of series of moments has to offer. Kevin makes a good point. As a blind consumer, packaging plays a huge role in my life. We often take a seamless packaging experience for granted. So I think one of the things that was really paradigm shifting for me was until you're being mindful as a designer about every single moment and how it may or may not impact the particular type of 
of user and, and learning and including that user in your process and gaining those insights and leveraging them, you really don't know what you kind of take for granted. So as a designer, I began to see successful moments totally differently. When companies are mindful of every moment of the packaging experience, moments like my popcorn incident are reduced. Kevin's colleague, Mark Weiser, is a packaging designer for Microsoft and was the lead designer for Microsoft's accessible controller. Early on in the process, when we first heard about the product itself, it kind of just rang some bells in our head. And I think throughout the team, we were just like, well, we, we should definitely make the unboxing experience as good as possible for basically anybody who would be able to get into it. We also wanted to make sure that we weren't just creating this in a vacuum and making assumptions about what any certain person can do when they're unboxing it. So we, we made sure that we reached out to folks with limited mobility. And we were able to work with our Xbox design research team to be able to get the resources we needed to speak to people who are actually going to be unboxing this and making sure that we were inherent with the mantra of nothing about us without us. So they helped us really create the most meaningful impact we could. So really just looking at the entire process and figuring out where we can pull the levers to make it as accessible as possible. When I heard about Microsoft's accessible packaging goals, I was so happy. For the first time, I felt accounted for. I felt like my needs mattered. You know, Mark mentioned the nothing about us without us mantra, which, uh, you know, really became our rallying cry as, as we approached this particular package. But one of the, the great lessons that came out of that was, you know, there's tremendous power in designing with your customers and not just for your customers. So to Mark's point, you know, working with gamers with limited mobility to learn as much as we possibly could about the kind of experience we wanted to deliver was incredibly humbling and really, really powerful for us as we moved through the process. And as Mark really moved through the act of designing all the possibilities that this package could have been, you know, very powerful for us to help us shape how we redefine what packaging success looked like. Our corporate mission is to empower every person on the planet to do more. And if you're not thinking um, inclusively, if you're not approaching, you know, your piece of that puzzle inclusively, then you're automatically excluding folks. People with disabilities are not always thought of when people create packages. And so here was Microsoft creating an accessible controller and accessible packaging to go along with it. You know, you cannot imagine how hard it is sometimes to unpack things. There's been this disconnect between accessible devices and then accessible packaging because often they don't come hand in hand. With a powerhouse like Microsoft leading the way in accessible packaging, other organizations are following suit. While seeing this type of progress within the world of packaging is awesome, there's still so much work to be done. For example, customizable packaging has been a part of the user experience for a long time, but braille labels and audio technology for packages have not. So this leaves out a big chunk of the population. It makes people with disabilities not part of the packaging experience. Luckily, Kellogg's identified the gap and decided to do something about it. I spoke with Emily Minardi, the marketing director for Rice Krispie Treats. Early in 2017, there were a group of us working together to figure out what message we wanted to deliver for our back-to-school timing in the fall of 2017. And it was then that we just, as we were like digging through insights and looking at 
and studying what parents go through as they go back to school and what students go through, that we really got this insight that what parents most wanted to send to school was love and support. And that's when we decided to bring the right on wrapper to market where parents could write a message of love and support and send it to their children. And we were, you know, really excited of what we were able to do, that we knew there was a real consumer need and that parents really had this very emotional need to connect with their children while their children went off to school and that children needed love and support when they were off at school. And we were filling that need, which we felt was really exciting for us and for the brand. And as we were thinking about 2018, one of the things that we realized was there was a group of students that could not experience a written note. And, you know, for the 62,000 children who are blind or low vision in elementary school through high school in the U.S., they couldn't experience this written note of love and support. And it was through this realization that we decided we wanted to try to address that. And we wanted to partner with an organization that could help us figure out how best to address that. So we partnered with the National Federation of the Blind to help us figure out how to turn this insight of these 62,000 children that couldn't experience the note into something we could actually do. And it was through our conversations and our relationship with the National Federation of the Blind that we developed the Braille stickers to go on the tree. And it was also through our relationship with them that they educated us that not all students who are blind or low vision are literate in Braille. And that was really through that relationship with the, that we had with them and understanding more about the community that we realized we also needed re-recordable audio boxes for children who aren't, aren't literate in Braille. And that was why we also included those as part of what we, what we brought to market and back to school 2018 for that community. When I heard about the Braille sticker campaign for Rice Krispie Treats, I was stoked. I was one of the lucky few that received a sheet of the Braille stickers along with a recordable audio box prior to the campaign launch. So that was really how we decided what we were going to do tangibly. And then it was also through our relationship with the National Federation of the Blind that we were uh, able to get connected with Emmy Butler Mitchell, who's an 11-year-old student who is blind. And we were inspired by her story. And it was her story that we told to introduce the Braille stickers and the re-recordable audio devices. I couldn't help but wonder, customer insights aside, whether there was a bigger motivation driving Kellogg's. Our founder, W.K. Kellogg, in the last 10 years of his life, he was losing his sight and he continued to work full-time. And W.K. Kellogg was very passionate about giving back and so passionate that he set up the Kellogg Foundation, which exists today. So as part of the Kellogg Foundation and the work of the foundation, causes for the community of the blind and low vision have been something that the foundation has put resources towards for a very long period of time. So it wasn't only something that we were passionate about as a brand, but it was something that was very inherent to our DNA as a company. And it was something that was near and dear to the heart of our founders. That's kind of the historic perspective. The other perspective is that we as a company, as a lot of other companies do, we have business and employee resource groups. And we have one called Capable, with a K, of course, for Kellogg. And it's our disability-related employee resource group. And, and they are always looking for ways to better our Kellogg culture. And they hold a lot of like inspiring and educational events for us as 
poised to help us understand and really improve the world for those that have disabilities. That capable group was also incredibly involved in the work that we did on this program. So we've talked to Microsoft and Kellogg's about the cool features they're adding to their packages to make them more accessible. These are just two of the organizations that I know that are stepping up to make their products more accessible to the disability community. However, there's still way too many companies creating popcorn boxes. And if you're still curious about the popcorn box, well, it turns out it was a party invitation. Apparently, a friend of mine had slipped a tiny little paper in this giant box of popcorn and expected me, his blind friend, to find it. I wasn't the only one that was confused with the popcorn box. Many other people were, and he promised not to do it again. My popcorn story is one of the many examples of the many challenges that people with disabilities face. The mission of this podcast is to help illustrate what it's like to live with a disability, to show people what it's like to live in a world and a culture where things are designed for the majority. I hope that by highlighting these stories, it will help drive change and solutions and make the world more accessible. Unbeknownst was produced by Jeff Large with help from Maggie Fisher. It was edited by Ryan Sini and Ryan Hobbler. Special thanks to guests Kevin Marshall and Mark Weiser from Microsoft and Emily Minardi from Kellogg's. To learn more about them or to hear more episodes, please visit our website at unbeknownstpodcast.com. That's unbeknownstpodcast.com. I am your host, Bello Miguel Cipriani. And remember, no matter your circumstance, there is no bigger disability than a closed mind and a cold heart. <laughs>